Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. I'm Andrew Wayfinder Runevich, and I'm joined today by Alistair McBride, executive coach, consultant, entrepreneur, and negotiation expert. And I'm really excited to have Alistair because I had a teacher who used to say, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you ask for. And I'd say, Al takes that even sharper, you get what you negotiate for. So a very warm welcome to you, Al. And where are you hanging out today? Hi, Andrew. Great to see you. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm in Dublin in Ireland. I'm back uh, where I grew up. Uh Um, So pleased enough to be here uh, in the run into Christmas now. So uh, it's good atmosphere. Okay, great. Well, as you know, we're both in, I'm in London, so probably similar climates and absolutely days and things like that. Absolutely. A lot of time for London. I was uh, fortunate (laughs) enough to be in Ealing there last year for for a nice stretch and a lovely part of the world. It is. So, well, let's get on to your work and your new program, which sounds really exciting. So Al is the founder of almcbride.com. And if you look into his background, as I have, you'll discover that he has deep roots as an entrepreneur, 13 years starting and running his own diverse businesses, high-level executive coaching for both corporate and governmental clients, academia, where he has a postgraduate lecturer in entrepreneurship at University College Dublin, and also as an art consultant negotiating hundreds of deals with artists, buyers, galleries, and businesses. And based on these experiences, Al's passion is helping leaders with skin in the game become unshakable and successful in their dealings with others, increasing profitability, and winning negotiations ethically and sustainably. Al coaches executives and business owners in many industries, including software, law, aviation, telecoms, and corporate finance, to name just a few. And over the past few years, he's been giving his clients what he calls the psychological edge in negotiation and has a new program out called the Goliath Negotiation Method. And from the glowing and detailed testimonials from his clients, Al is consistently described as the best, top-notch. Working with Al has doubled our numbers, doubled our results, and so on. So thank you, Al, for your time today. And our title today is Negotiation as a Superpower. And Al is going to show us that superpower in six questions. So as you know, we do six questions in about seven to nine minutes. So your time starts now. So first of all, who is your ideal client, Al? And what's the transformation you help them achieve? You kind of touched on it there in the introduction, Andrew. You gave away some of the some of the goodies. I, I usually work, as I say, with business leaders with skin in the game. And what that actually means is a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs or they own their own business or they are often some sort of equity partner, so often in law firms and whatnot or in corporate structures. So that the bottom line is when they do a successful deal, they have some form of benefit of that upside. So it's not just doing a job uh, for a company and they don't see any of the benefit that are, is intrinsic. That's usually where they, they very much see that, oh, if I do this deal, even if you get even like five or 10 or 15% more value in this deal, that will 
uh, a lot of that benefit will go to me directly. I see. Okay. That's, well, that's kind of a key thing. But just to answer the question fully, yeah, the, the transformation that I actually give is you know, a lot of people, uh, I move them from from nervous and feeling awkward or feeling uh, of being outplayed. Sometimes they're pushed around and sometimes they even feel bullied uh, to more so a feeling of being what would it, comfortable in their own skin, excited. So moving that anxiety to excitement uh, and feeling dynamic that they can that they can put their best foot forward into those deals. Uh, so there's no more feeling of leaving money and opportunity on the table. This is often the thing where people feel either stuck or a deal falls through or they couldn't kind of, they knew almost scratching at it that there was some other great opportunity there, but they couldn't quite work out what it was with the other side. And they feel like that slight sense of loss. Mm-hmm. They're asking, you know, what could I have done better? What did I miss? You know, so it's a better, I give them methodologies for uncovering that hidden value. Uh, and that's kind of how regularly we, we help increase uh, the profitability of those deals, which in itself actually deepens the relationship with the with their counterparts on the other side and makes the, the, the deals themselves more robust and, and means that both sides aren't just a commodity to one another. It's more it actually involves that human connection. So that's a lot about what I do. But all of that without, you know, using cringeworthy techniques or having people feel like they, they have to be someone that they're not. So as you mentioned in the intro, it's very much from a perspective of being human centered and values based, a values based approach. Mm-hmm. OK, so we're at a little over 245, two minutes, 45. So question number two is the biggest challenge they face. And it sounds like it's that being comfortable in your own skin so that you can function that's effectively. A, is that is that that's a big part of it? Because and you're kind of hitting the nail on the head there, because I mean, look, there's a lot of challenges. One is that, you know, yeah, yeah. But we just want the biggest one, <laughs> the biggest one, Al, the biggest one. Uh, yeah, there's an element when the when there's a lot at stake. And when you have that skin in the game, you you're taking a lot more personally because you're aware of the potential loss as well as the huge potential gain, which which really kicks in uh, the fight or flight response, mm-hmm. which okay. means people either get overly aggressive or overly defensive if they're in sort of the flight mode or if they're falling into the flight mode rather than fight, then they're often wanting to charge to the, the end line when we've finished and we get it done. So they often miss huge amounts of opportunity or take a much poorer deal than is necessary. And as I said, it makes a lot of those deals far more fragile because if you've, if you've made it difficult on yourself by making too many concessions to the other side, it's often very difficult to even deliver on the deal as it was agreed. This causes huge problems. So that's really the biggest challenge, as I said, getting out of that fight or flight and then all the problems that uh, come with that. Okay, so keeping your cool. Keeping your cool. Okay, great. So just over four minutes. Question number three. What's the number one insight you can share to help them, I suppose, with that keeping your cool? Well, that's a big part of it. And part, part of that is practicing low stakes, you know. <laughs> like uh, negotiation has a lot of different definitions and there's a lot of overlap what some people call persuasion or influencing and all these sort of things so when you start to learn the principles 
it's to realize that you have opportunities to practice everywhere, whether you're in a restaurant, whether you're in a store, whether you're talking to loved ones or friends, that there's anytime you're trying to have someone see the world from your perspective, or at least to be open to seeing the world from your perspective, a lot of people would say you're actually in the midst of a negotiation. So it's seeing those opportunities everywhere you go and playing it gently, respectfully, as I say, values based. We're being we're acting with integrity here, but mm-hmm. still seeing that that ability to play and to ask those questions to get the 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 perspectives of the other side, not just on, on the very top level and and to, to go deeper. And then that allows them to see your point of view when they feel understood. So as I said, the, the key insight is practice in low stakes because there's very, very unlikely that you're going to use it in high stakes when the stress is on, when you haven't been practicing some of these principles uh, where there's a lot less at stake and less that can go wrong. And <laughs> as you pointed out, you're dead right. It, it's about learning to be fully present, but emotionally non-reactive. Mm-hmm. So that whether if the person is using charm against you, if the person is highly aggressive or defensive, whatever, that you can stay there in your space with your integrity and let it kind of wash over you. It doesn't mean you excuse bad behavior per se, but you're looking beyond that. So you're looking at you're look it's <laughs> you're looking at the better side of the person and you're continually trying to draw that out. And sooner or later usually you manage it, you know, all those defenses subsided and that's where you you tend to be able to create deeper connection with the other side with your counterparts mm-hmm. so they're like wow this person is more than I, I think i really trust this person so we can actually go to that deeper level okay so it's about creating that 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 trust and that connection absolutely but it all starts with practicing in the lower stakes yeah yeah playing, well, you know, enjoying it yeah well it's funny I, I had a girlfriend years ago and patty was so funny because no matter what price she was offered anywhere her standard response was, is that the best you can do? Exactly. Whether she was buying a rug or a house or anything in between. <laughs> and it, 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 even think of that wording of the question, you know, is that the best you can do? It's different from can you do any better? Because can you do any better? The answer can be yes, but not for you. could be in their head. But is that the best that you can do is a bit more... It's feisty, isn't it? it? It puts it up to them. Whereas, like, if they say no, it means that there's nothing better they can do. It's it's quite a big statement. So it's quite a clever question. But you you need a certain sort of chutzpah to really deliver that one. She she had it. Um... <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so we're at just not quite eight minutes. Question number four: What concept, book, program, or talk has been most impactful for you in this area? Uh, I mean, a series of, of the more psychology-based negotiation books are, are ones that I love and I recommend. So things like Getting More by Stuart Diamond, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, Start With No by Jim Camp. So a lot of these uh, negotiation used to be run by economists and lawyers and then behavioral economists, the psychologists got involved. And that's where it got far more interesting and far more accurate. Mm-hmm. And so, as I said, in many ways, I apply coaching and psychotherapy principles to to help business people, as I said, control their emotions and their and their thinking when they're in stress, and then be able to draw out the better side uh, and draw out uh, the s- similar in in the other side and building trust. Mm-hmm. And building. 
a lot of those books give you some of the key principles. It's one thing to read the thing and be able to do it, but you know, it starts people down that path. Okay, great. And eight forty-five lists right, yes. question number five. What free resource would you like to share with the audience that would help them? Well, the free resource I have for people is it's at almcbride.com slash mini course. Mm -hmm. And it's, as I said, it's a little mini course that helps people get, get, get on the track to have the psychological edge of negotiation. It's an email every day for a week. Uh, it's told often through little stories and incidences. And uh, a lot of people give me great feedback on it. They enjoy it. So, and along with that also comes a, a negotiation prep cheat sheet. So it's just the two first two pages of a much longer negotiation prep sheet. And even that it gives solid foundational principles that people people uh, tend to help gain great clarity from it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds perfect. I mean, it gives you kind of the conceptual framework, some tick boxes and things to do. Because as you said, it's about the practice. And it's about doing That's little practice. things on a daily basis. Practice on the process, absolutely. I agree. Okay, great. And then the last question: mm -hmm. What should I have asked? What should I have asked you that I didn't? Well, uh, I was thinking about a question I do get a lot, where it comes down to it. People are like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds great." And then sooner or later, sort of, look, really, can I really learn this? So, are negotiators great negotiators born, or can people really learn it? It's a bit of both. Yes, people can learn it. Growth mindset, of course, you can. Everyone can improve, is what I say, and everyone can improve a lot. Uh, and I, I tend to break it down into two groups of people. You have the nice but nervous and you have the natural negotiators. Mm -hmm. And the nice but nervous are probably 70 or 80 percent of my clients where they don't enjoy the process. They find it horribly uncomfortable. As I said, very literally, as I said, nice but nervous. The naturals problem, they love it. They love the, the cut and thrust, the game of it, the challenge. But they are stuck in a narrow series of being. They usually have one primary role or way of being and a secondary. And if those don't work, then the whole thing falls through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can and think so of they, some. I can think of some unnatural I, negotiators in in, I, in the political I, sphere at the moment. I can imagine. <laughs> but this is the thing: the naturals are very limited in the ways of being, the ways they can be, the roles. And so I help both sides basically become supernatural. So they're both comfortable in their skin. They're both able to but be able to change and choose the role and the way of being, uh, which version of themselves. And they can change it during the negotiation. And it makes a huge difference because it means they're highly, far more dynamic and adaptable to the situation and to the other side and what's required. So that, as I said, even natural negotiators, usually very good at what they do, maybe one in 10 or one in five of their negotiations will fall apart precisely because they're too narrow mm -hmm. in who they think they need to be to be successful. Okay, great. Well, a lot of really good information, Al, and definitely people check him out if you need to negotiate more than what you are asking for or feel you are willing to settle for. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Andrew. Much appreciated. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening interviews. If you have a friend who would benefit, please share. And subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.